Talk 2020. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi. Hello. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all that shit. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Timestamp us, Jean. It is 12-12-20. We are 13 days out from Christmas, and I have not done a damn thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, me either. (laughs) I'm done mostly. My son is hard to buy for, so I'm just, you know, winging it with him. But yeah, I've got Devin some makeup and a Nintendo Switch. I hope she won't be listening to this because it'll be yes. right before Christmas when, <laughs> when it comes out. Do you pay the $2 Surprise! for her to listen? <laughs> oh, this is a regular episode. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a regular episode. <laughs> so, Devin, if you're not listening to this, good. Then you'll be surprised. These are things she asked for. It's fine. Those are solid, nice choices. Yes. I think so. And I showed you guys the other day for a lip gloss and three lip colors, Chanel, their gift wrapping is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's like a box within a box within tissue paper sealed with a wax stamp. It is so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, so so they like out, they even outdid Joe Malone, which is also ridiculous. And then beyond that, it's the little confetti. And have you ever seen... Love Actually? Yes. I have Okay. Not. So you, so do you remember the guy, guy who plays Mr. Bean? He's sitting behind the counter and he's mm-hmm. wrapping up this necklace and he's putting like potpourri in there. <laughs> That's what I imagine someone at Chanel's doing, like throwing all kinds of stuff. And by the time you're open it, you're just so excited. And you're like, all I got was some lipstick. But yay, this packaging was wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate good packaging. Yeah. Do you remember when you could take your packages? Like, I don't know what stores you guys, but like even... Macy's or Carson Peary Scott or Saks Fifth Avenue, you could take your purchases and go get them gift wrapped for free. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Hudson's, yeah. Hudson's used to do that in Marshall Fields. Yes. Yes. The gift wrap ladies were up next to the credit office. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> they in were, the customer yes. service area. Yes. They don't so, do that anymore? Know. No. Well, you can't even well, find anyone who's working in, in, in a Macy's or another store like that. I mean, I think, well, true. it's been two years, but I think Neiman still may do it because yeah, they still I can picture do them have a chart. They still do have a, a credit office in the Neiman's or at yeah. least they do. Yeah. Nordstrom's probably does it. Nordstrom's but, yeah. does it. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember that. And I remember being all excited when I got the, because they did an extra good job, you know, extra good. versus, mm-hmm. <laughs> versus well, me just like throwing on some stupid wrapping was, paper. with Yeah. Getting fuzz in the tape and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the best part was, is like, if you were shopping off of somebody's gift registry for a wedding, oh, yeah. like you could pick out the stuff and they say, we'll send this over to gift wrap and you can just come pick it up here when you finish up your shopping. And yes. you didn't even have to oh, yeah. walk it over to gift wrap and you just come back to the counter and everything's all there. And you've got your little receipt and your little envelope that you can keep in your purse. And the bows were always phenomenal. Yeah. And perfect. Yeah. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> A thing of the past. And now it's yeah. like, if I've got a gift bag that doesn't have like writing on it from the year before that I'm recycling, yeah, I'm true. doing good. <laughs> it's like, damn it, why did you write my name on it on the actual bag, dumbass? <laughs> you knew this you were giving perfect, it to me directly to me. <laughs> this was a perfectly good gift bag I could have recycled. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you loved me, you would have put the envelope in the bag. <laughs> exactly. If you love the environment, you would have done that. Uh, <laughs> gift bags are perfect. They're just yeah. perfect for a lazy person. My problem is like finding the tissue paper that goes inside that kind of covers the gift. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like I always run out of that shit. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. So this episode is brought to you by listeners like you. They help us out by helping pay for everything that a functioning podcast requires. And hey, we're barely functioning. We're here. (laughs) We're here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like web hosting, media hosting, file storage, licensing, and so much more. Gene, why should people become patrons? Because we're fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, not only are we fun, you get our after show on the off weeks where the nonsense bumps up at least three notches. Uh, There's always a plethora of swag and the swag levels go up with the donation levels. I mean, we've got tote bags and stickers and coasters and magnets and whatever else Val dreams up in 2021. I might shake it up a little bit and see if I can, you know, maybe bump down the t-shirt to another level below and bump it up for the top level. Find something else. T-shirt and something else. You know, Ooh, I'm, we do have we do have the option for mugs, too. We That's do have the option for mugs. Being yeah. the latte-loving demons, maybe we should opt with the coffee mug this year. Ooh. So if you guys are interested, go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. And that ends that. You have good ideas, Gene. Yeah, I should you be, do. You should be my, like, think bank. Because <laughs> I thought I already was. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as design goes, because I have run out and, like, that last one you came up with, people love that one. Oh, yay. Well, <laughs> the, it helps that it's holographic, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that does help. Sticker Mule always delivers, like, hey, we're having this sale on holographic stickers. I'm like, oh, I should order some. Hey, when can I put it on my luggage that's not left my closet in over a year? Damn oh, it. God, I, I owe you guys something. I owe you guys wine and the gift from Becca. And I owe you like the, all the stickers and shit that, you know, we've made since the last time I sent you a package. Yeah. Okay. I'll get to it. <laughs> after, after, after the Christmas rush. Is after cool. the Christmas rush. Yeah. Give the post office a little bit of a break. Yeah, the respite. <laughs> yeah. Now that you bring that up, I think I've got packages for everybody that I think I'll just, I'll just wait until like right before Christmas to send out regular mail. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Your Saturnalia package will be late. It's fine. <laughs> It'll still be home. It'll still be appreciated. <laughs> At least I'm not waiting to Lupercalia this year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's move on to questions. That's got to yeah, be a happier topic. Yeah, let's break into the questions because we have quite a few. Okay, so number one from Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hey, Zoe. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, what is she going to ask us now? I'm kind of worried. <laughs> She says, hi, lovely demons. You have helped us cope with this extremely challenging year. But what has helped you cope personally, professionally, and socially? Thanks and lots of love from your journeyman demon. Okay. Thank you, Zoe. Answers, please. Gin. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking. (laughs) Um, Serious answers. Um, These two have helped me cope. My husband has helped me cope. My kids have helped me cope. Even some of the people I work with have helped me cope. So I become very, instead of very insular, I've reached out to the people that, you know, Mm-hmm. Means something to me, and they've helped me cope, honestly. And that and the gin. Yeah. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Angela? I would say uh, compartmentalization, as always. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Your Libra is showing. Yes. Yes. Um, But also just still continuing my affirmations and meditation. It's helped a lot, a lot, a lot. So would you say being accustomed to working from home was a plus? Yeah, I had no, I had no transition um, to, but the, the, the harder part was that have everyone home with me. So oh, where I was okay. yeah. solo, now I have everyone. Um, so the house, the house isn't smaller, but it's, you know, Brad's at the same table that I am now. Um, the kids are in their rooms doing school, but then they come out. And like I said, remember I was telling you guys in our chat box, I'm like, constant interruptions. Uh, that is a form of torture, along with sleep deprivation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. you know, yes. If you want to question me after a long day of being interrupted, I might just crack. <laughs> That's just not good. No. Yeah. Do you think Brad is permanently at home now or do you think they'll have him back to work? It's not anytime soon. I would think summer, maybe. Right. And okay. and okay, so this is my other hard part is that I've been home alone working for a very long time and I haven't had coworkers to talk to in the next cube over. And he has, so he constantly talks to me like oh. I'm his coworker, you know, because we work oh. for the same company too. So I, we know a lot right. of the same things. Yeah. Um, right. But sometimes, you know, he talks or thinks out loud and I've just learned to just either one tune it out or just not even answer him because before I would try to answer him, like I'm having a conversation and then I'm like, I can't. Oh, so he's one of those that just yeah. like, like people that call me at work and they have the answer already. But, but they're asking me the question and they're like, oh, right. So I would probably call these people. OK, well, thanks for your help. And it's like, really? I didn't say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just had yeah, to yeah. say something about it. Right. Yeah. Jean. Yes. What has helped you cope? Besides, Jen was a flip answer. Um, being able to reach out to people on various forms of media and just keep in contact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even the old fashioned phone calls. I will just like to drive in. I'm probably one of those people that drive Angela and us, but sometimes I just call up my paralegal and we chit chat just because she's working from home <laughs> with the husband she wants to punch too. How you doing? <laughs> hey, yeah, about that what email you, you just sent me. Um, oh my God, I can't believe that guy's such a dick. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now I am horrible. I'll get even a Skype. Uh, message from a colleague. Hi, Angela. I'm like, would you just get to, I'm thinking this, would you just What's get your to the point? question, yeah. please? Yeah. <laughs> What's the bottom line here? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I've complained before on this podcast, we have a work group chat and you can tell the lonely people because they're just like, hey, hey good now. morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everybody. And it's like, really? Why are you blowing up my phone? I'm busy. I'm doing shit. (laughs) But that's me, though. I'm so even while I'm at work, when I am working, do not bother me. I I have things to do. And then when I'm up and walking around, you can stop and say hi. But if you see me with my head down and Uh I'm obviously working leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll yeah. be I'll be honest most most of the time when I'm talking to like my paralegal or whatnot or my yeah. other my, my other partner's uh secretary, it's mostly because we're venting about stupid things that are going on either in our cases or with management. <laughs> Yeah, I'll allow that. That's okay. Yeah, it's whole, I already know the answer, but I just, it's not so much the, I already know the answer and I just need human inter- interaction. It's, right. you know, like, yeah. 
because it, since we're not, we don't go into the office. I think we're all missing a little bit of that. Yeah. 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 It's true. So, okay. So number two, both Lori and Michelle had the same question. Oh my goodness. I'll I'll read both of their versions. Okay. Okay. So Lori says, share how I met my spouse, slant first date, slant first impression stories, please. And Michelle has the same question. This is her version. For all three, I love how we met stories. How did each of you meet your spouse slant significant other? Thanks. Okay. So, Jean, let's start with you. How did you meet Al? (laughs) I got a great, our meet story is, it's it's like the opposite of meet cute. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, a mutual friend of ours, his old roommate in Cleveland, uh, in he, his friend and I were also friends through our law fraternity. And they were having a big Halloween party down in Cleveland. Invited me to come down, you know, stay at his parents' house for a weekend, go to the Halloween party and this and that. So, okay. Drive down to Cleveland. I'm living in Detroit at the time. I, this was the year I decided to be Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> oh, you had the boots. <laughs> I had the boots. I have, I still have the dress. It was like this hot pink lace baby doll mini dress and, and the boots. And I had a big blonde wig. She, granted, she's she's not blonde, but she, it was more like a B-52s bouffant, but right. very, very much 60s and very much from like the little video type thing that they did with the backup singers. But I said, yeah, whatever. I'm Nancy Sinatra, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Alan was dressed up as uh, a half-assed version of Barnabas Collins from the Ben Cross version, because this was like back in the dawn of time of Dark Shadows, when Dark Shadows revived on network TV. And David kind of he kind of introduced us. He's like, yeah, this is this is my old, you know, he's doing his residency up in Detroit. You guys need to meet each other, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at him and go, oh, so you're the asshole I heard all about. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of looks at me. He's like, and he still talks to me and blah, blah, blah. And this and that and the other thing. And finally, at the end of the night, I couldn't take the wig anymore. I take it off. <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, you're not blonde. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> was your wig that high quality? I was going to say that was a good wig. No, no, it was a terrible wig. But the, I mean, it was a cheap wig. It looked like it was from the Zsa Zsa Gabor collection. <laughs> But my my friend Kevin, one of my best friends for years and years and years, is a hairdresser, and Kevin fixed the wig. I mean, he he styled the wig, and the wig looked better than it had any right to look. I right, mean, he styled it on my head. We had one of those stupid little like the styrofoam wig heads. Head, right. <laughs> Whole nine yards. I'm like, oh my God, this is my grandmother's closet all over again. <laughs> my grandma used to wear wigs all the time. Because right. it was oh the 60s God. and that's what they did. Right. But yeah. So he's like, oh, well. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, it's the anti-meat cute story. <laughs> Oh, I love well, it. It's very fitting good. for you and, and you and Al. It suited. It suits us. <laughs> Angela, you. So I have a BFF who worked with a guy named Ron at Northwestern Hospital. She was a radiation therapist and he worked for Philips. So he mm-hmm. sold the machines to Northwestern Hospital. He had a cousin named Brad. So <gasps> it was during the Bulls' heyday, their second repeat, and we'd all go out to high tops or bars to watch the Bulls' championship. And this was May and I met Brad. Nothing, didn't think anything of it. I had a boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Had a good time, whatever. It was a group, a whole group thing. It wasn't like a, a, a date or a double date or anything like that. So it's a big group mm-hmm. of people. 
And then flash forward to, I spent my whole summer in Chicago with my friend. Um, but then so flash forward to September and we're at a Mexican restaurant having too many margaritas. And we get a call that Ron and Brad are at Navy Pier on their Wave Runners. They rode down from Waukegan Harbor to mm-hmm. Chicago on their Wave Runners on Lake Michigan. Do we want to- Are they insane? <laughs> yes. They were insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we finish up what we're doing. We run to Navy Pier. We see them. Hey, they had a cooler of beer in their Wave Runner because Brad's was big enough to have a, a cooler, of a small cooler of beer. And they're like, do you want to come Wave Running? We're like, well, how are we going to get on? And he's like, well, just climb over the railing. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees the police standing just watching us. <laughs> so he all of a sudden just gets very gentlemanly. Excuse me, can they jump over the side to get on our Wave Runners? And they let us. The cops let us jump over the side in off of Navy Pier into Lake Michigan. Get on the Wave Runner. Have a great time. I'm single. He's single. The rest is history. You the mingle. Rest is history. There's a little mingle. And it's, all good. it's all good. <laughs> Oh, good. Like, no, see, you get points for the police being involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I he, he got very Eddie Haskell. Excuse me. Are they able to jump over the side so we can take them for a ride, Mrs. Cleaver? <laughs> this is even better. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I got to think back that far. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, is, is, wasn't this a, a spinoff of the picnic guy? You told the uh, story. Kind of. I think you told the story of the picnic guy on the after show. So, well, the picnic guy. Yeah, the picnic guy got dumped heartily. I mean, <laughs> it was too much, guys. Too much. <laughs> yeah, the picnic guy was um, this is around the time of the picnic guy where he was kind of hanging around. This was the night that Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. So. So February, I want to say 1990. Uh-huh. And I was living in the dorms on George Air Force Base at the time. And it's now Victorville International Airport. Oh, I'm so sorry. It. Yeah, yeah. Eesh. But, you know, hey. Yeah. You, you make the best of what you got. So I was living in the dorms and we had HBO up on our floor because all the girls chipped in because we're not cheap bastards like the guys cause downstairs. Because the, the girls organize and they can, they can make things happen. We can make things happen. We pulled our resources and we bought HBO for our TV set. Okay. So the guys came up and they wanted to watch the fight. So they came up and they were making a whole bunch of noise. And I was in my room. I wasn't trying to have it because I had just gotten off a of mid shift. I had just woke up and they were getting loud and I was it was my day off. I wanted quiet, but whatever. Yeah. So but they were just being loud. So I went out in the day room and I was like what are you guys doing? He's like, we're betting. You want to bet us on the fight? Who's going to win? I'm like, okay, who's the guy? I was like anti. I was always the underdog girl, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'll bet $100 if Buster Douglas wins. You know, you guys owe me $100 collectively. <laughs> and that was a big deal. hundred yeah. bucks, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just, that was just me being mouthy. I was like, so after it got done, <laughs> Mike Tyson was on the ground. I'm like, pay up. <laughs> <laughs> Pay up and get the fuck out of our day room. You know, I was I was that one. I was like, get the yeah. fuck out. Okay. So they paid me and they got the fuck out. And I was thinking to myself, I just won a hundred dollars. Let's go drinking. Fuck it. It's my day off, right? Yeah. So I called my best friend who worked down in base ops. I was in the tower at the time. Let's go drinking, girl. I have a hundred dollars. <laughs> I got a hundred dollars. I wasn't counting on. <laughs> 
Right. So we head over to the NCO club, which was just a stumble away. Uh-huh. And we walk in. We're sitting there. I had no makeup on. My hair was kind of done. I don't know. I was dressed anyway. Yeah. So I was obviously not there to meet anybody. So I was this sitting was like there. This was strict day drinking. Leave us alone. Yeah. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, I'm just here to drink, play quarters, whatever. This, we're going to do this. So we're sitting in the back room by the pool tables, and I'm sitting with Chief Radar Officer, who was, his name was Bones. Well, his name is Bonificio Oi. He was Filipino. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody called him Bones. And I was like, hey, Bones, let's drink. And he's like, all right. So we started drinking, and here comes this dude, and he walks up to Bones, and he's looking at me, and he walks up to Bones, and he's like, who's this person? <laughs> And Bones is like, <laughs> and Bones is like, oh, let me introduce you. And he's like, Val, this is Bob Grendel. And I'm like, okay, hi, Bob Grendel. How would I even know you? Because he worked on the flight line. Why would I even know this person? You know, because <laughs> no. normally our two crews don't mix. You know, yeah. it's like you have air traffic controller and the aeronautical people and the people that turn wrenches on the flight line. They normally don't mix. I was like, how do you know this person? Looking yeah. at him like, okay, this guy. Why? Yeah. And Bones is like, he was married. Married to one of your dorm mates upstairs. I was like, who? And, <laughs> you know, everybody has a resident hoe. <laughs> In college or whatever, yeah. I I wasn't hating on her. She was a great person, but um, she, she was she had she had history. <laughs> she had a history, and I'm like, how would the last person I ever thought would be married would be this girl? And I was like, okay, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then Robert came over quickly and sat down. He's like, I have answers. I was like, oh, okay. Well, so he told me the story of how they were married for like eight months and got divorced because she was they were being married Sandy. Because they were married for eight months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was being Sandy and that's what it is. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'll have to tell her I met you. And he's like, yeah, you probably won't get a good response. And I'm trying to make a good impression here. So um, please don't. <laughs> I was like, oh. And, and this is the first time I had an indication because I was that dumb that he even was was interested. So and he sat there the whole night with me. We, we just talked. And the next day he called me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, mm-hmm. who's this? <laughs> yeah. Hello? 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 Yeah. And, I, you know, I wasn't looking for anything serious because, you know, I had just gotten the whole picnic thing and I was not looking for this. We just started hanging out. And funny enough, you know how guys are usually the ones to pull back yeah. and say, this is too much. Um, I was the one to pull back and I was like, mm, OK, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for this because, yeah, I'm not. And he's like, OK. And then he left me alone. And then I got a boo-boo face. I was like, oh, wait, I got my me? wish. I don't think I wished. Th- I shouldn't have wished that. <laughs> I shouldn't have wished that. <laughs> he just said, OK, cool. And then he went on leave. And I realized I missed the hell out of him. And then um, after that, you know, hey, we're still here. We're still here. That's, yeah. that's the story. I love it. Oh, yeah. I have a postscript to my story. OK. Just that my uh, my college roommate ended up marrying Brad's cousin, Ron, <laughs> from oh, the whole wow. thing, too. Perfect. So my, my BFF that introduced us all she was pretty pissed for a while <laughs> not that we got together with people but just that hey we were a group of people and now you guys are splitting off into couples Aww. Aww. yeah but it's just funny they're still married to this day have two beautiful kids live in Oregon Yay. 
Yay. Still friends? Still friends, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, she was the best roommate. She was like, I said, if I ever had a spouse, I'd want it to be her or like her because she mm-hmm. was considerate. She cleaned up. She did her share. She was responsible. She was helpful. She was This is not the one that couldn't figure out the phone bill, right? No, that's not her. No. <laughs> she ended up, no, she ended up, um, I think she majored in psychology, but she ended up after many years of school, an ER doctor. Oh, oh cool. Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. So the three of us, me, Brad and Ron, used to always get together and do irresponsible stuff while she was <laughs> in med school. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. So Lori kind of stacked the ballot a little bit, but you only count mm-hmm. once, Lori. Okay. Lori says, ha, can I stuff the ballot box and come up with a second question? And she said, finally, listen to your All Souls Con presentation last night. Well done as always, Lady Demons. How about this? What was your favorite part of the Adal Winter Holiday Celebrations that set tour? The wedding? Philip's Yule celebration? Why? Thanks for all you do. Okay. Favorites of the Yule celebration or of holidays in September. The exploding clock. I was going to say, yeah, the exploding clock. I agree. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And just the background behind it, that he wanted off a king from playing poker with him and that he had to change the mechanism every year. Yeah, and he was always (laughs) fiddling with it. It it just reminded me all of my friends who are like engineers. Yeah, always fucking with something. Eggs or you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very just true. the fact that Philippe is as larger than life. You know, he's manipulating the universe, and uh, here he is concerned about a little clock. Yeah, or, <laughs> and, or, and, he, and, or he'd be the guy with the power windows pushing him up and down, pushing the button, watching it go up and down. You yeah, know he would be that guy, <laughs> right? Or you know, somebody when elevators first came out, just being fascinated. Like, well, he put that. She got one of the first ones after he saw it in St. Petersburg. Don't forget that. Yep. Yeah, true. Is he part demon? Mm. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is from Retta. Hey, Retta. Hey, Retta. Hey, Retta. Um, Merry Christmas, ladies. Choose a famous person, living or dead, to have sex with. (laughs) They will be at their peak hotness. No dinner. (laughs) And they'll be alive. If they're dead, they will be alive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. That's a good disclaimer. (laughs) No dinner. No deep conversation. Uh, though I admit great conversations are a turn on, so I will allow it. Um, so famous person doesn't have to be like famous person or just a celebrity because those seem like two different categories. Or should we do both? She's a famous although, person, I, I, although, living or dead. I think Angela and I would be uh, sister wives if it's a celebrity category. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. This naughty elf thinks that my favorite words, decadent and shenanigans are a must. Happy New Year's. Okay, go ahead. That's Bender, right? Well, that's celebrity. <laughs> that's a celebrity. But no, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's not so obvious. Okay. I'll pass for now. Angela, you can p- figure out. Okay. Um, I don't know. This person that still sticks in my head is because I wanted this fantasy life that I thought he was living. Mm-hmm. Um, JFK Jr. I always thought he was the coolest. Ooh, that's a cool You know, in Central Park, he had his loft in lower Manhattan. He was always, right. you know, just a normal guy trying to live his life, but he's not a normal guy living his life. Um, yeah. I was just, handsome, I thought, too. God. Yeah, handsome. I just always thought that his, his life looked the coolest. And his mother raised him to be polite. Yes. Exactly. He had good manners. That was such 
a turn on. And everybody so who ever dealt feel? with him always said he was so gracious. Yes. Yes. How did you feel when he picked up that wife of his? I don't know. I guess I didn't have an opinion, but she helped perpetuate like that fantasy life, like how great right. I thought it looked. And I mean, I know it's, it was all shambles behind the scenes, but yeah. I always thought <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. running around Manhattan with him would be like the perfect fantasy for me. Right. Just going okay. to the coolest places and sounds right. fair. So just um, one night, you're good with that. Just, you know, no heavy conversation. Just so you can say, I spent one night with JFK Jr. Yeah, I would like conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like conversation too. Sure. Times to pass a bar exam. I'm, I'm not, well, although, who knows? He may be coming back, you know. They say so on Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <sighs> Maybe take me on the boat in Martha's Vineyard or something, you know, or Hyannisport. Right. Yeah. Right. This is hard for me um, because it's terrible now. But at his peak, uh, Nick Cage, Ooh. Valley Girl years. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> He's quirky. Huh? He's quirky smart, too. I'm not yeah. laughing at that. The other Nick Nolte's mugshot popped in my head when you said Nick Cage. So I'm like, mm. what? <laughs> mm. uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Valley Girl Days, 100%. 100, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. Definitely. Okay, Gene, you. Back to me. Um, hmm. David Beckham. I could see that. Yeah. That'd be good. I like that for you. The one-nighter. Yeah. Fuck you, Victoria. <laughs> and again, he's another one who's a, who's a nice guy. Right. And he can do things. And he's limber. And he's got a nice ass. <laughs> hey! <laughs> she didn't ask for anything deep. This, you know? I mean, not, yeah, I was going to say, we're, ta- we're talking one night, and I, I can't do deep for one night. You know, yeah, and yeah. he's not without aging and wrinkles and stuff, but he gets better as he ages. <gasps> oh, yeah, God, Some people yes. do that. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Well, I mean, hell, like Perfoy's 55. He looks better now than he did before. And he's mm-hmm. kind of got like that smile lines. And why is the guys going to have smile lines and we're just old? Right. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine with it. It's all fine. fine. It's all yeah. fine. Oh, although my second choice for like nonsense would probably be Tom Hughes right now. It's the floppy hair. Really? The floppy hair <laughs> in English accent. Oh, my God. I've been reading too okay. much Sierra Simone, but yeah. Hey, whatever does it for you guys. It's like floppy hair and disaffected and... Loche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nancy asks, you have said if the election didn't go well, you would move to Canada. If you had seriously considered it, what part in our vastly diverse country would you have chosen to move to? And uh, just to clarify, I know I was seriously thinking about it in 2016, but obviously I decided to stay and fight. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I would have moved to Canada this time. But anyway, I would choose Vancouver easy, hands down. And I've been to Quebec. I've been to Toronto. Vancouver is the place for Val. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I picture you going to Vancouver, which I think that's the best part of Canada. But I think for me, I would just, we'd all head straight north. So you'd go to Vancouver, I'd go to Toronto. And Jean, where would you go? Toronto. Toronto was one of my favorite weekend trips. Yeah. Yeah, I'd make the cross country trip to Quebec, you know, just to yeah. feel a little French. Well, I was kind of used to living on a Great Lake, so Mm -hmm. Lake Ontario Mm -hmm. being right there is... That's perfect for me, and it's it was yeah. very much like Detroit in a lot of ways. So it wouldn't I was going to say like, it is, and it's even like upstate New York. Their sky is the same, and their weather, and yeah, and in the, the downtown area is a lot like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you and I would feel at home. Yeah, 
wouldn't be much of a change. <laughs> that's, that's it for Vancouver. I mean, it's not very much different than Seattle. You yeah. drive up there and it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. it's still here. It's cool. Yeah. And there's some wine right there and you're all set. Yeah. And all the perks. Well, you don't like fish, mm-hmm. but salmon and I don't yeah. like that about Vancouver. True. You know what I like about this area? Even though it's very fish heavy, they work hard on the alternatives. So we're all happy. You know? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So the next one is from Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Mountains or beach? That's part of her question. Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah, beach. I'm a water sign. It's got to be beach. For her, it's mountains. Okay. Mm. And then she says, you guys usually talk about wine. What about beer? Darks, black stouts, porters. I love beer. Milk yeah. stout. Bring it. Yeah, milk stout, <laughs> milk stout for sure. Scottish ale. I've Ale, I, I, yeah. I used to, I used to not like hops at all. Now I love a hoppy yeah. IPA. Oh yeah. yeah, I was gonna say milk milk stout all year round. But if it's really hot in the summer, it's an IPA. I mm-hmm. weed IPA. myself. You're an IPA person. Oh, it was ba- I was nothing but Bass Ale in law school back in the day. Right before like craft beers and people knew what an right. IPA was. And it was like yeah. they're like you like that? Do you like that Bass stuff? I'm like yes, 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 yes. yes. I will never turn down a craft beer. Are you kidding me? No. I will try it all. I don't Man. care. I used to not like dark beer. I love it now. Yes. So, you know. Well, hey. like like Jean said, back in the, our day, all we had was Guinness. It's like no one wanted to drink like 10 Guinnesses. <laughs> no. <laughs> and now, no. And, and, and now the always, dark beer isn't like that. Yeah. yeah and Guinness. And true. no matter where you went, unless it was like a true, true dingy Irish pub, it was never at the right, served at the right temperature. Or it was all yeah. head. And it's, yeah. You, even if you could find Guinness, it was never served. Right. 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 Okay. So album you've listened to most in life. Most. And for her, it's a toss up between Journey, Escape and Indigo Girls. Okay. <laughs> Crystal, you just I summed like up that. my high school. <laughs> high school years with Journey. Sorry. That's why I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Angela, you most two in life. I would say because it was transitioned from high school to college, uh, mm-hmm. U2's Joshua Tree. Probably wore it out. Okay. Back to, back mm-hmm. when you saw posters and stuff too to hang on your wall. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> they were all in the window at State Discount. I remember yes. that. Yeah, because State Discount, whichever album was their feature of the week, they'd have like 55 of those damn posters in the window. Okay. So for me, it's Prince 1999 and for later in life, it's uh, a Speaker Box and Love Below, only because that was my main tool in getting my children Children to stop screaming and fighting in the back of my car. I would just turn it up and I grew to love every single part of that catalog. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One Why? bad habit you have. Oh, wait. I didn't oh, ask. I, I was just laughing at the journey. That wasn't my choice. Um, that wasn't your choice. Okay, go. No, no my choice is twofold. Uh, Clash, London Calling, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Both. Yes, this is back when there were albums and there were two of them in the set. So there was the whole thing. And Depeche Mode Violator. It was good. So those are those are my two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one bad habit you have. She's a nail biter. What's yours? Either or. The first thing that comes to mind is procrastination. But I think I'm also one of those types of people that doesn't realize a bad habit. Like you know, and like someone might say, you're competitive or you always interrupt me. And I'm like, I do really, you know, and then like, I'll just give an example of it. But after they, they say it, not, not realizing. So I'm sure I have other bad habits like that. Being, right. Or like, I don't think of myself as a type A personality, but <laughs> others may be a dipper. You definitely are. <laughs> Absolutely. Gene, you. I blurt things out and interrupt people a lot. <laughs> Because like you know, I, I I don't want to forget what I'm thinking. It's like my brain's right. all over the yeah. place, and I 
don't mean to be like that, but it's just kind of like, I got a thought. I got to spit it out there before it runs away. I should have made this into that interview question. What's one bad habit I have? I'm just way too organized. (laughs) 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 I'm always on time, which means I'm usually the first one there, which can be annoying. (laughs) Uh, I'm always Um, early. This is a complaint I get at work often um, when something is urgent. I don't display urgency. For a way for me to describe that, something could be happening like uh, like a plane crash or uh, in-flight emergency <laughs> or something. I am very calm. I open up the checklist. <laughs> and, and I don't see the point of me running around and doing that when I can just follow the steps and be calm, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and just do the thing. And that's something I learned as an air traffic controller. Even if shit is falling down, you still have to keep your shit together. Otherwise, shit out there will not be together, you right. know? I'm, and I know you live oh, your life so you and Al. by a lot of manuals. Are exactly alike. Yeah. You, they both probably live by a lot of rules. And it's like the first rule is not panic and then proceed to follow the, the next 10 rules. You know? yeah, you know. <laughs> and I do that throughout my life. Even when somebody is freaking the fuck out, I just sit there quietly like, okay, what do you mm-hmm. want me to do with this? I don't have a checklist mm-hmm. for this. And it sometimes makes me appear non-caring. Callous. <laughs> Callous. I don't know. I, I mean, no, I don't get that from you guys. You no, guys don't give me that kind of no, shit. But no, but I was going to say, you're analytical. I get how I that tend works. To be, yeah. And I mean, and like Al's always said, it's like, people want me to react. I can't. My job is to not react and to keep be the one with the cool head. Because yeah, I'm right. like the last barrier between somebody being able to breathe and not breathe. And not breathing means dead. Right. So, Somebody's got to have their shit together. Yeah. And let me give you an example of us. So I'll get worked up. And the good thing is like, we usually get worked up about opposite things. So I'll get yeah. worked up about something in my corner of the universe. And then Val will be like, it's okay. You know, you'll just be like the whisper and calm me down. Yeah. And Jean, you'll usually be like, yeah, I get what they're saying. You're right, Angela, blah, blah, blah. And then Val will be like, you've, you're, you've done with it. And then so then yeah. Jean and I will go, let's not bother Val. So let's just go whisper over here <laughs> and complain <laughs> about it some more. <laughs> and that's what I mean, at that point in time, that's what it is. It's just like venting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Val, yeah. Val doesn't want to hear this. Well, that- that's the thing, because I'm a fix-it person. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, what can I do about this to make this better? Oh, nothing. Ignore it. Okay. <laughs> Put it out of my mind. Okay, I'm checking out now. Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys will knock if you need something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and usually, and we'd never... Things never escalate to like situations, shall we say? Just, just, yeah. Yeah. and that's the thing about even when Angela and I are like feeding off of each other, an aggravation never escalates to a situation. Right. Because I I think it's kind of like we, either one of us, when we start getting worked up about something, it's kind of like how we dissipate the energy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And we don't, we don't work each other up like, I'm going to egg Gina on so she goes and does something, you know? Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, exactly. Let's bend to each other. And like you said, have the energy dissipate. I mean, occasionally I'll check in and I'll be like, what's this about? Oh, okay. It's nothing I can do anything about. Yeah. So, bye. And well, I'm glad you guys understand that about me. Yeah, but, and then sometimes you look at it like, that's so fucked. Yeah. And, and we get an eye roll. If we get an eye roll out of that, we know it's a big deal. <laughs> well, or like, you're like, why do you care? They're like, well, we don't, but Gene, let's go talk about it. <laughs> we don't, but it's aggravating. Yes. Right. It's like, why are people like this? That's a thing. Like when I see situations where it's like 
people are working themselves up and I'm just like, okay, what's this going to matter? And like, yeah. here's my thought process. What's this going to matter in five years? Yeah. It's not. It's not. Um, how does this affect us now? It's non-consequential. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that alone. Um, you two are upset. Well, what can I do to fix that? Not a lot. So I'm just going to let them have it. <laughs> We're like the toddlers in the corner crying ourselves yeah. out. <laughs> Until we fall asleep crying. You know? Right. <laughs> we wake up and everything's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's the truth. There's sometimes where I see people upset and I'm just like, okay, now you're, you've really crossed the line and this is not who you are. So I yeah. need to say something. But with you two, I don't normally. You guys are yeah. grown ass people. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and I'm overindulgent. It's like um, if I want, if I find something I like, I'll buy two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I tend that to be like That just seems like preparing for the future to me, you know? I yeah. Just- yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, oh, I love this thing. If I'll buy one thing and I decide I love it, I need a few. Yeah. Yeah. I think I get that from my mom. Maybe. Yeah. 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 The the storage (laughs) unit full of purses, maybe. Yeah. 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 She liked the thing, so she bought 20. Or more, considering. Well, you read that on, though, at least. So That's true. That's true. Okay, favorite way to eat an egg, and her way is poached. You guys? Mine's poached. Eggs Benedict. Same okay. here. And the, then, of course, there was that disastrous time when we were in Philly, and they served us Oh, egg. yeah. The they egg, fucked your oh, egg up. Oh, Angela was gone already. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Oh, the, the Eggs Benedict had a soft-boiled egg. Yeah. The yolk mm. was hard. It was yeah. horrible. And they're like, oh, yeah. what? I'm like, it's supposed to be poached. Yes. Every time I get eggs Benedict, it's like I am a judge on MasterChef. I have to see what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, when you cut into that egg, it better yes. bleed. Yeah. Oh, they, they had the best Benedict at that haunted hotel in Denver that I stayed at for work. Oh, yummy. They did it with sirloin. And I'm just boring over medium. Mm. Not too runny, not too hard. You know, flip it over. Yeah. Leave it there for a sec. I think, yeah. in my opinion, it's my personal preference. You have to get it over something. But Brad likes it sunny side up, which ugh, the whites oh, don't wait, look. Oh, no, it's like, they don't. That's bad. <laughs> sunny side up, you end up with those snot, the snotty whites on the top yes. of the yolk. Yeah, and no, it's like, that's no. That's not good. Oof. No. Mm. no. All right. She's serious. You get one superpower, not limited to all souls universe. Time travel is for her. Okay. You. I would have normally said time traveler. And maybe this is a, starting to be a new me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the world. Uh, I would love to be have some sort of healing powers, and maybe not even like physical healing, but like mental healing. Yeah. <laughs> you know my theory about mental <laughs> mental illness. So. Yes, mm-hmm. there's just so many people suffering out there. I mean, everyone's got some sort of issue. It'd be nice to be a mental healer. Just calm everything down. Mm-hmm. Calm the fuck down, people. <laughs> yes. There you go. Granted, <laughs> Gene, you invisibility because I'm nosy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can sneak around. It's better than reading minds because invisibility, you can sneak around and figure out what people are up to and what people are thinking without having them bug you. With Whereas oh, with the mind reading, like, you might not be able to like block out some people's thoughts that you really don't care about. So are you talking about invisibility with telepathy or? Just invisibility. Oh, can I have both? Invis- if I can have both. If well, I can there's, there's, there's a third telepathy. one. If you could upgrade, you could have the trifecta of uh, teleporting too. Uh, I don't oh, want to yeah. teleport. I think I'd want to ask project or dream walk okay well that's oh, fine yeah, yeah yeah that'd be good okay okay that's so 
for me. Um, it's hard. I wouldn't want to mind control. No, that's not good. There's, there's too much. To... There's too much responsibility with mind control. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to mind control anybody. I I just want. And then you're dealing with fools. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. And not necessarily mind reading, but I I want to be able to like read the pulse of the room. You know little better kind of just kind of an empathetic bent just yeah. be more empathetic yeah. mm-hmm. so i don't know what that'd be called where i could walk into a room and empath. feel the energy that, well that's an empath yeah. you want to be yeah. an empath as opposed to just empathetic yeah that's it okay i want to be an empath yep okay she has a request okay <laughs> and i i'm going to point this to gene because i think me and angela are, are both cooks for nutritional reasons just oh, to get okay. people fed okay yeah. so the request is when describing recipes and delicious things you are making post the recipe that's her request <laughs> yes ma'am okay. she does a great job of describing it but yeah oh my god she's okay. so descriptive yeah mm-hmm. well part of my problem at the particular moment is my cookbook collection is locked up in our storage pod mm-hmm. i went looking for a couple of recipes for thanksgiving and it's like oh shit those books are locked up so I had okay. to change my menu. Oh, this is going to be a long episode because we have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, she says, P.S. Now, do you believe me that Philadelphia is amazing regarding the election? We've been keeping democracy going for 244 years. Yes, Philadelphia yeah. is amazing. Gritty. Yes. Gritty. Oh, and, and, and everybody, everybody who's listening know that Maud Renee took a trip down to the Four Seasons Total Landscape. And <laughs> she did. That's right. Adventures are posted on YouTube. So y'all might want to check them out. (laughs) So you can freak her the fuck out when she sees there's like a thousand views on it. I'm going to have to ask her permission to post that video. Merry Christmas, Renee. This is also okay. a timestamp. Deb's word for the day is sedition, which, as you know, oh. that was our demon happy hour place in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Baby Matthew Good. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Seditious. But if that, if that tells you the state of our politics. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I woke up one day, it was like 126 Congress people signed on to that bullshit. Are you kidding me? Morons. Yeah. Anyway, they're thinking short term. They're not thinking long term. No. People are not thinking. That shit. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that have managed to get elected to office, especially with the wave of the Tea Party and whatnot, who aren't very well educated in either politics, government, or um, citizenship, and they do really dumb shit stuff. Listen, we need to get back to civics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our education in civics is poor. Most of these people probably couldn't pass a citizenship test, which is really ironic. And that's that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one's from Becca. Hey, Hi, Becca. Becca. Hello. So she says, so this is something my husband has asked multiple times. Okay, her husband asked this. Mm. What do your husbands think of your success as podcasters? Okay. Brad thinks what success? (laughs) 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 What podcast? (laughs) No, he knows the podcast at least, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) My husband gives me a wide berth because I don't know, uh, when we started Patreon and he saw the numbers start coming in, he was like sitting next to me when I was starting out that Patreon page. I was like, hey, sit with me. You know, I want to do this thing. And he's like, holy crap. So the next day he asked me as a joke. He's like, did you get one patron? I was like, no, we got 26. He's like, whoa. (laughs) 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 He's like, okay. So now from like, uh, I'd say for the past three years, Mm -hmm. he 
notes like when are you guys recording next and he'll write it down so he's really quiet mm-hmm. he he kind of gives us especially there's two ladies in his office that listen to us oh, oh my, my goodness. gosh yeah i know that's funny i know it's weird and i don't like to think about it but yes yes there you go. So he knows it's kind of a big deal to mm-hmm. us. And he knows it's kind of a big deal to a lot of you. And I still don't think of us as a big deal. I still think of us as very mm-hmm. small time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this this kind of little niche thing we do. So I was going to say in the last year that Al's finally come on board, too. What, what do you think turned him? I think it was last year when I started telling him when we were getting all those really heartfelt comments from folks about that all how, we're, how, how we're well I started cheering them and he's kind of like first oh. he thought it was like kind of odd and then he's like hmm? yeah then, you know just, uh, oh now you're paying attention yeah, motherfucker now, well, now, <laughs> now he's, well, he's also started listening to podcasts for different kinds of things and whatnot and I think he also kind of has an appreciation of what goes into it and a lot of the podcasts he listens to are mostly financial but they're all like full of stupid mattress commercials and whatnot and the fact that we're doing this and we've got people that are you know I said you know we're on Patreon and we do pretty good and he's like really? I'm like it's a niche thing but there's people out there who want to be in the niche yeah yeah. so like if you want to be an independent podcaster that's where your life should be in the niche find out the thing that you're good at know like the back of your head or close to it and work from there. Yeah, and I, I think, I think what really best. turned it is when we went to Cardiff. He's like, oh yeah, and, yeah. and he was like, wait, the production people from the TV were talking to you and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel look here we are on here we are on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking well, of Cardiff, I guess yeah. that's what turned Brad to it. Like I said, he doesn't know the he knows we podcast. Yeah, but he doesn't know how, if people like us. They don't like us. Oh, he just knows right. that I keep we doing it. Cardiff when he accidentally listened to an episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. So then he wrote us like the best review ever. I, <laughs> not not I officially, know. but a text. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that was a big deal. I think we yeah. all had tears in our yeah. eyes. We did. We did. Yeah, and we were having a pretty bad day that day too. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was the yeah. end of the terrible, horrible day. Yeah. That's that's good. Um, and Becca ends it with, you are so much more than that to us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So next one, Cassidy. Cassidy says, hi, Cassidy, by the way. Hello. Love you guys and hope you all have a great holiday. All. This is for all of us. Mm-hmm. Pick one character in the All Souls trilogy that you would say you're most like and why. Uh, go ahead. I have an answer for Jean. For oh, sure. can we? How about we answer each, for each other? Okay. Yeah, do that. Do that. Okay. I think, okay, for... For Valerie, you're def you're definitely kind of like Agatha. I think so. TV Agatha. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely TV Agatha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see Is that. My hair she's like, or she, what? No, because you, <laughs> she's like very. She's Mama Bear. Mama Bear, and she's very even keeled. Yeah. Nothing uh-huh. phases her, but like she did with with uh, Baldwin, she's like not a pushover. She's like, dude, you owe me. She is gangster like you are gangster. Yeah. And I don't and I would just like I would picture for you. I don't picture her thinking, oh, my God, that's a man or oh, my God, that's a woman. It's like you're a person and this is how I'm going to handle the situation. Yeah, dude, you owe me. Wow. OK. Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool? Yeah. yeah that's kind of well, cool. I was say, I like and, and for me, Angela is very much like pretty awesome. Yeah. You always have these like like flash the, the wizard. You just like decide to just flash that wisdom and talk me down, especially. It's just like you'll say something like, oh, okay. Okay, now I get it. It's like the light comes on, <laughs> and you're very mellow about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see that definitely. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I never no? even had considered um, that. But I don't like coming in hot. So, where no. as much as I would think 
that, you know, no, and Goody Olsen and I are in the same field, but yeah, I hate when people come in hot. Yeah, yeah. you are the opposite of coming in hot. Yeah. I, on the other hand, always come in hot. <laughs> That's the Scorpio thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Angela, you. Well, now that Jean said Agatha for you, Valerie, but you'll always be Hamish. You'll always be Hamish too, but you're demon to the core, obviously, if you're yeah. Agatha and Hamish, but you are definitely, you've you've Hamished us many a times, given us your counsel and yes, uh, made us see the bigger so picture or the, the alternate perspective. Um, so definitely you're the, you're the calming force and Hamish never comes in hot either. So, okay. Um, Jean, I don't, you're such a mix. I think I can't, I don't, you are, you're a mix. I mean, you are, you're not like Phoebe, but you are cultured like Phoebe. You love the same tastes. I don't know. And you're, you're much like Isabeau too. Huh. Mm, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I suppose I'm the motherly like Isabeau's motherly, which is not very... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you're, you have a lot of experience, you know, I mean, you know, there's some people that know a little about a lot of things. There's some people that know a lot about a few things, you know, a lot about a lot of things. And that's Isabeau too. Yeah. You, you, you always draw from a vast well of knowledge and experience. And that's, oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I can see it. So for me, for you, Jean, uh-huh. you, you will always be Matthew to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, that's what I was waiting. I was expecting because I kind of am a mess. I'll always be Matthew because uh, only because emotionally, I feel like you're that person. You feel things very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people true. know that about you. Yeah, and I can be, and I will be you. the first one to yeah. admit that I could be a hot mess sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I own it. I mean, but all of us are in our own yeah. way. <laughs> true. Yeah, true, you know? true. That's true. Yeah, we're all kind of messy. But the Isabel thing that brings in a whole do. It's like considering she made Matthew with her blood. I, I yes, see that. Right. Yeah, mine compliments your choice. She yeah. Matthew is her favorite. <laughs> yeah. Angela, for me, you are a combination of Sarah and Fernando. That's interesting. That is interesting. Fernando, because he sees situations and he sees them through his own lens and he's able to filter it down to bare bones. Like this is the bottom line, mm-hmm. like how he came up with the fact that your problem is you want Diana to be a vampire, period. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you hide it from yourself, that's your ultimate desire. That's your bottom line. And Matthew had to admit it, you know, yeah. <laughs> but th- that's how you come across. It's like, here's the bottom line. Here's what it is. And I see that. And Sarah just for her being very direct and you always have been that for me and it's like if she has a question mm-hmm. you know she's not going to hesitate and, and say later to somebody else what did she mean no you'd be like what do you mean so yeah that's how i see it yep. okay i can see that too and the way you explained sarah and fernando they're like similar like again a yin and a yang where they but they complement mm-hmm. each other and both are want the bottom line one wants to give the bottom line the other one wants to you know get to the bottom line yeah get to the bottom line what do you mean? What, what What's going on here? Yeah. Tell me. One wants to receive it. The other one wants to give it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that works out. <laughs> she just, again, the Libra. Uh-oh. It's the Libra. Yeah. So did we cover everybody? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, here's the next question from Cassidy. Fake tree or real tree, guys? I have a fake tree. It's always been fake ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Fake. Jean? The, the yep. dogs did pee on the real one. Right. Um. I guess in my head, I've always preferred a real tree, but for practicality reason, I have a fake tree. I have an iron tree, but I'm going to get just a tabletop tree this year. I don't give a shit what the kids say. I'm not going through because I'm always with a takedown and put up and it's me. It winds up being me and I hate it. 
And so I just want to wrap up a little Charlie Brown shoe and just put it away. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a metal t- tree that we liked. I think we got the same metal tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty. I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, Brad actually bought from Bath and Body Works because he has to come along with us all the time. Um, the fresh balsam candle smells Ooh. divine. Not overpowering. Really? Yes. It smells so good. Um, and the soap that he got is citrus washed wreath. And it's like a citrusy, balsamy soap, hand soap. And that smells so good, too. Huh. Oh, you and your sense, Angela, you're coming a long way. I yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Are you going to be able to go into Joe Malone with us next time? I'm going to not only go in, I'm going to buy something. <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> That's a reason to go back to Oxford just right there. Yes. I'm going to try to go next level. But, you know, I have to go oh. next level with like a good quality next level. I can't just go like, you know, Walgreens white shoulders or something. You know? no, right. Right. No. God, before you know it, we may even have you on uh, with Black Phoenix and get you some Maria Shelley. Yes. Mm. We've created a monster. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank Harlo. She's she's maybe go through boot camp. So I'm invincible Yay. now. Okay. Name your favorite TV show and movie. Jane? Oh. Um, That's hard. TV show is hard. Uh, my favorite movie that I will watch every single time that it is on is Sunset Boulevard, which is an okay. old, old movie. Um, and my favorite TV show has to be West Wing. That's your comfort go-to. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it's just so well written. And you can yeah. watch, you can watch those episodes, you know, a hundred times and pick up something new. Angela, you. Favorite movie definitely is The Godfather. Always has been anything mafia related. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like out of the TV sh- Which one is your favorite? The first one, hands down. First one, okay. yeah, yeah, easy. Um, TV show. I don't know. I, I have. To, I, I can't say it's like my all time favorite TV show, but it's up there in that. Every Sunday night when it was going to come on, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this, the new episode. So True Blood. And I also love Dexter. Can I ask a question about get Dexter since we're actually yeah. watching it right now? Did you want him to kill off Deborah? Because she's driving me fucking nuts right now. <laughs> yeah, she is annoying. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but she is annoying. <laughs> it's like I'm in the middle of the second season and I just like, shut up. Yeah, she's super rough and she's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's just going to be hard to see her. And she's not in a lot of things that I've seen since then. But when you do see her, you're going to be like, oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she does. She does leave a mark. <laughs> she leaves a mark. She did. She did her job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> OK. Favorite TV shows. Now that I mean, we have Netflix and all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to refer to the ones I always go back to just when I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. because that was so M- prominent like in Can't Miss TV. Yeah. Can't Miss TV is so prominent in mm-hmm. while I was deployed. It was it was like a big comfort to me just you know, mm-hmm. watching the ladies on there, just being all fancy while I'm cooped up in a tent in my fatigues. <laughs> um, <laughs> that and Breaking Bad. I can watch that over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Friends. God, I was wrong. Oh, no. Friends is that's that's a good one. But as far as like TV shows, mm-hmm. TV shows, those are the two. Friends is, I would say, is a close third. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, movies. <sighs> Fuck, I'm tied. Princess Bride mm-hmm. and The Matrix. I was going to say, if I have to, I, I, I'm going to add a more modern one and be Valley Girl. Valley Girl. That's a good oh, one. that movie mm-hmm. so much. That's in the top 10 for sure. Yeah. You know, a movie I really liked, I, I like, again, I can't say it's like my all-time favorite movie, but Snatch. I love that movie by Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was just so clever. It was funny. And I mean, if you could understand <laughs> what they were saying. You like dogs? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's good. 
The okay, other one so that I love, what was the one with, I can't, it was the Brad Pitt, George Clooney movie where they were doing the psyops and it was Coen Brothers and it was ridiculous. I can never, re- oh. it had a, like a really weird title, but I love that movie. It's so funny. Where Brother Art Thou or something? No, Where Art no. Thou Brother is the 30s yeah. one. No, this one was like, at one point in time, Brad Pitt was undercover as like an aerobics instructor or like a gym. <laughs> oh, I know. A, yeah. The, and the, I the, the gym guy. And there's, yeah. Oh, uh, for something and something when, and there's goats in the title. Okay. The, the word goats is in the, the one title. with the fainting goats. Yeah. Where they were making the goats faint with their mind. Like I said, it was <laughs> oh an God. absolutely right, right. ridiculous movie, but it was so funny because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. I remember the movie. Uh, I'm just going to Google. Yeah. Uh, I'll just consulting. Google Brad Pitt and goats and hope nothing, nothing untoward. Comes yeah. Out. Be careful. <laughs> See, because Ocean's 12 comes out. So the man who's there that was what the movie was called. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of an oddball one, but I remember when it came out because I remember watching the reviews on that. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this yeah. sounds really weird. And then we ended up watching it. It was hilarious. It's kind of yeah. like Inglorious Bastards. I was like, mm, I don't know. And it's like, now if I see it on, I watch it just because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a good show. That's such a yeah. good, especially the last four years. It's like there was something satisfying about them. Like, we're going to kill some Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> and that accent was just so hilarious. All right. So this next question is for you, Jean. Jean, mm-hmm. with you not being a native Texan, is there anything you've really enjoyed about living in Texas? Who's asking me the question? Because I don't want to offend anybody. This is Cassidy. Ah, well, no, I do it. I mean, I enjoyed living in Fort Worth with all the museum. The museums are wonderful, and you know. I still haven't ridden a horse, but I do like all of that. I mean, honest to God, we've got some wonderful neighbors and whatnot. I just don't like Texas politics and the heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and heat. Yeah. The, the, you guys, the weather is a little unpredictable. Yeah. The 115 <laughs> degrees in the summer is like, I'm kind of not on board with that. But all in all, is it a dry heat or is it humid? Oh, my God. It's like humid and gross and sticky. Oh, you're right. That's terrible. I mean, <laughs> Texas. And I moved here from Las Vegas where it was like 110. But it was like a convection oven, 110. So at least it was dry. So. And her last question. Uh, how many times have you guys watched Discovery Witches season one? I think this question is to make me feel better with the amount I've watched it. Mm. Mm. I would say three times. Yeah, three times. Four because I, I made three Elsa. Times. Yeah, I went four because I made Elsa through it on AMC. Oh, okay. She I was not made Robert do that. Yeah, well, I wanted to see it on the great big screen. I'm like, dude, we're watching this. <laughs> You're watching this. Sorry. <laughs> 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 so yeah three times uh the first time just to get the first time out of the way mm-hmm. uh, this is when back when we were preparing our episodes uh the second time was just to take notes for our episodes third time for me was just to sit through and watch it and mm-hmm. try to look at it as mm-hmm. someone who hasn't been entrenched in this world for years so yeah just kind third of third time was the enjoyment time yeah, it's just kind of see, trying to see what somebody just coming into it, mm-hmm. turning on the TV and seeing it without the background of the books and catching flaws like that. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, Angela, do you have anything different? Is it three times for you? Yeah, about three. I'm so behind on TV right now that it's like I'd love to watch it more, but I'm trying to catch up on <laughs> Dexter and that's been off the air for how long? <laughs> I'm kind of lame in that regard, people. Well, after Six Feet Under was on, Netflix suggested it to me. Uh-huh. And I've been resisting it. 
this whole time, I should get into it because Netflix keeps suggesting it to me because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's a black comedy to it that I find really engrossing. Yeah, and that's just my jam, too. And I can see myself getting engrossed in it. So, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Uh, this is from Barbara. Divas, ask you anything you say. Okay, then. How and where did you three intelligent, irreverent, brilliant ladies meet? Oh, Barbara, you flatter. What was the deciding factor in developing your entertaining podcast? Looking forward to many more. Thanks for everything you do in developing our entertaining podcast. Like the word development seems very sophisticated for what we did. (laughs) That's not a word I choose to describe what happened. Yeah. It's I'll like something guys. grew in a Petri dish. Yeah, it was more yeah. like, a, <laughs> why don't we try Let's try it. We'll yeah. see. Let's, let's try it. Okay. So uh, I'll just run down the list because I know we've explained it before. Uh, we met in the Also's discussion group in 2012. I think I joined first. Gene was soon after. And Angela was when Shadow <laughs> Night was released. That was and We, we tag-teamed her. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on her birthday. That was the best part. On her yes, birthday. It comes we, up we, every Facebook memory on my birthday, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, happy birthday. You, you got us. us. You're still, yeah. <laughs> We're your bestest presents ever. Um, so how this started is we started Armitage for Claremont. This is back when uh, Warner Brothers had the rights to a discovery of witches and we we just and we just decided we wanted to see if we could do it that was the do funniest it. part it's like okay wanted, yeah we wanted to lobby and do it and a lot of people wanted to do it so us along with uh, Sheila hey Sheila hey Sheila um, we decided Sheila came up with the idea actually she's like hey why don't we do this thing let's have a website let's do this and I was like I can build a website and Jean's like I can come up with content and it's like yeah but there's that whole Twitter thing and I don't know and blah 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 and then Jean's like you know who's good at Twitter <laughs> that girl Angela in the group let's see we can talk her into <laughs> She seems pretty cool. There was a problematic Angela in there too. And there was oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, which Angela? The good Angela? She was like, yeah, the good Angela. <laughs> <laughs> And then we um, messaged Angela and said, hey, would you be interested in this? Because um, you've tweeted yeah. once or twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know how to get on. I t- think I've used Twitter like four times and that was to enter contests and stuff. And Angela had actually tweeted a real big deal account. Yeah. And they tweeted back at her. And yeah. that means she has power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we became friends. And once we got talking, we realized, hey, let's just keep going. You know, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it went, the the W, Discovery of Witches went through stages too. So it went from Warner Brothers to BBC and then finally to Bad Wolf. But we had to keep pivoting and that's how our shtick evolved. Well, and we always, we always wanted to do more than just, we were more than just Armitage fans. We were book fans and we wanted to just keep on, you know, it's like, well, better or worse, we're going to, we're still going to keep doing stuff, you know, and we started expanding our base, if you want to put it that way, to more than just cast the sky. Yeah. because that's, that's what it appeared like to a lot of people. Looked like we were just, hey, this person very, this person centric, and all we wanted to do was just cast this guy in this role. No, we loved the story, mm-hmm. and we loved sharing the pieces we knew with the story. So after the, the casting call came out, or like after they were talking about Bad Wolf taking over and 
well, it went from BBC to yeah. Bad Wolf. We started having the discussion like, hey, when they cast the person, what are we going to do? Because if they don't cast this person that we want, um, we don't want to let it go. So mm-hmm. in 2015, we decided to start Demon's Domain, mm-hmm. kind of as an offshoot armitage for Claremont. And we really concentrated on Demon's Domain because that was story centric mm-hmm. versus person centric. So yeah. you had said, you said, even if Armitage gets cast, we can't continue on this platform. Yeah. Whatever yeah, we because yeah, it's because the point the point has been made. Even if yeah, he gets cast, moot. and if he doesn't get cast, we're not going to stop doing this. Yeah. We had decided we already liked it. Now the podcast was a different thing because with Armitage for Claremont, uh, we had the website, but we started producing videos. Oh my gosh, those <laughs> are fun. I do you remember that? Obviously, but yes. it's like yeah. dust off my brain. Yeah, we started yeah. producing videos, and those were the popular thing, and we thought we should do something based on that. It's like have the website as our home base, but we need to do something based on that. And we thought we might book tube, but when you realize everything that's involved with it, getting camera ready and everything like that, we're like, eh, yeah. maybe we should do the podcasting thing. And there was already a podcast out. So I think we were avoiding it for a while. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? Why, why? why the fuck not? Let's, yeah, let's, let's just try do it. it. If we don't like let's it, we try can stop. It. Yeah. Who knew that this was going to happen? Who knew so. we'd be over 100 episodes later. <laughs> 111 last I checked. Yeah. Mm. No, 115. I'm sorry. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how it happened, Barbara. Yeah. Wait, isn't that weird? Because you see all those memes out there, how it started, how it's going. So it would actually go from yeah. Armitage for Claremont to Demons Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amazingly, Demons Discuss has kind of taken over our main content. So yes. us discussing things. And we didn't see that coming. We thought it was going to be an offshoot of Demons Domain, which it still kind of is on paper. But yeah, really, it's our main deal. Okay, so Melanie asks, if you had to come up with the end of the series, how would you like to see it come to a close? I'm assuming she means the TV because we know how the books ended. And they have kind of haven't, but... Yeah. Mm. Mm. I guess I would imagine, since we're looking for a close, it's going to be a close-ended series, um, Diana becoming the head of the London Coven. Good epilogue. Yeah, that's what I would want. I'd really want a good epilogue. Yeah. Saying what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be great. I love this. I love how any... Whenever any show ends like that. And I need yeah, yeah. tie it up with a bow, please. I yes. want a neat, that's, I that's want a neat ending. Like True Blood, they tried, but it was messy to me and I didn't like it. So I pretend that episode didn't exist. Angela, uh, you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> And Dexter doesn't get like that, but the the, the ending's hard. Well, supposedly Dexter's ending was so hard that they're going to redo it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, wow. so yeah, I I guess the answer is a really good epilogue, something mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe show the twins when they're ten. You know, this is this is what Diana's doing. This is what Matthew's doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sprinkling of the secondary characters, see what they're doing. Yeah, you know, at the end of a good movie, and you want to see what happens, like the true to life stories. Yes, like, this person graduated to do this, and yeah. Yeah, you, you need those, you know. those epilogue screens. Yeah, I would like that. Okay. Thank you, Melanie. Uh, next one. Betsy, do you think that Mary Sydney appeared in trailer two released today? And this was yesterday. Hmm. No, I don't I think that think was so. I think that was best Throckmorton with like a bad hair updo. 
<laughs> oh, behind the queen? Yes. Because yeah. whoever that was behind the queen, I couldn't stop looking at her hair. <laughs> I mean, is, and as much as Mary Sidney helped Diana, I think Francoise I think will probably take up some of the advice slack. as far as what to wear and how to act. And instead yeah. of the emphasis on alchemy, I think we're going to end up with more of an emphasis on her work with the coven. Yes. Agree. Okay. Next one's from Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hey, Chloe. Uh, she says, demons, if you could come to Australia for the next con, would you try Vegemite? Your vampire done under yeah. Chloe. No, I um, have. Actually, <laughs> no, not actually, again. I've tried it because um, one of her early friends in the fandom uh-huh. from Australia sent us uh, packages and she, a little pack of Vegemite. So I just kind of dipped a cracker in it, just like the little corner. I tasted it. I went in with prejudice because oh. <laughs> it looked nasty. <laughs> I was so, um, I didn't, I don't think I really got a good taste of it just because I don't know. I, is it like British? Is it like the Marmite? Yeah. That stuff. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. I okay. think it might be saltier. All right. So yes, Chloe, if we ever make it to Australia, we'll definitely try yeah. Vegemite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. She says, dear demons, I have an all soul topic to throw your way. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how Deb included the working mom challenge into the book of life. I really like that Diana's role as a mother was part of her character and not her whole identity. I appreciate that Deb didn't create this unrealistic picture of a woman doing it all. Diana has the whole village of people with her that makes it possible for her to have so many different roles, not to mention plenty of financial resources. Is there anything you would change about how motherhood is presented within the book of life? I know that this is further along than we are currently in terms of chapters, but you did say we can ask anything. And she says, I also have a personal question for you. This is a work-life balance thing with Mm -hmm. us. How do you manage balance uh, within your lives, even beyond work and family? How do you balance your hobbies, interests, continuing education, spiritual practices, etc., between working full-time from home and helping my son with distance learning? I could use some perspective from some very wise demons, sending positivity your way. Lindsay. Okay, so number one, uh, motherhood and Diana and her role as a mother. I think the fact that she is so financially resourceful and yes. she does have a village around her that makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a world I, I have, don't know. Yeah, yeah same here. <laughs> Well, motherhood's not a world, I know, so. Right. Um, if you can source out some of your work as a mother, uh, that's perfect. I'm not saying source all of it out, but, you know, that's, I don't know. Um, Angela's the only active mother among us, and she's been a busy bee since her yeah. children Oh, yeah. Well, I, and I was going to say, her first, this first question kind of leads, not leads, but ties in with her third question about mm-hmm. asking for help and getting help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or listening to your friends when they tell you you shouldn't over-volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <stop it>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, which tie, well, I was going to say that also ties into the whole work-life balance. Just accept the balance means that something's, something needs to slide off the table every so often. And yes, you just have yes. to rotate. You just have to make a decision and decide how you're going to rotate what's going to get short shrift and not beat yourself up about it. Yeah, it explains a lot about the podcast, guys, <laughs> and scheduling and and the scheduling and everything like that. Um, at first, us being at home, and I don't have kids at home. My kids are older. Us being at home seemed like a boon because we can get a lot done. And I, my actual work maybe took three, four hours a day, and then the rest of the time I can dedicate to our podcast and everything. So the first 
first half of 2020, our stuff was on point. The back half, when I had to go back to work and we were playing catch up a lot, I'm sorry, the podcast had to slide because... How I put a roof over my head becomes the priority. So, you know, exactly. That's it. The work life balance, decide what's important then, and then worry about the rest later. That's my work life. And you you can adjust it whenever you feel like it. Yeah. As as situation dictates. Yes. Because uh, honestly, my hobbies include this podcast. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the podcast is a hobby thing for me. Um, the website hobby thing for me. And they are very time, consuming like with Angela you know when she does social media she has to be timely has to stay on top of things but she can't always you know mm-hmm. right you were saying you were lucked into a lot of stuff last week right yeah right it happened <laughs> so, to fall in between meetings and yeah the yeah. The, go- the goddess was uh, on your schedule yeah right. <laughs> and then Jean she has to come up with content and she has to look and see where we're lacking and yeah. she's, she's got to curate everything and kind of say hey we should really concentrate on this next time. Yeah, or then, there, here's a big gap in what's going on. Let's do this. It's something right. interesting. Let's do this. And, you know, because yeah. we also don't want to be everybody else. No, we can only be us. Yes. And do it good. That's important, especially if you're running a fandom entity. Be yourself. Be yourself. That's the best way you can do it. I mean, emulating somebody else. It's been done. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole thing of it is, is what you think is somebody. Sometimes what you think is somebody else is not actually what you're getting. You may th- may be thinking you're emulating, some, you know, A, but it's like mm-hmm. actually the actuality is it's A1. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I would say another thing about being like a... a I hate this term, like an influencer or a fandom influencer. It looks really easy on the surface, like a duck floating on a pond. But those legs are working underneath the surface constantly. So, you know, take that in mind when you see what's going on. Some people sit back and just appreciate it. And, you know, you do fandom how you feel you can, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I don't know. Sending positivity your way, Lindsay. How about that? Okay, next one is from Julie. What... A discovery which is location would be the worst in which to quarantine, which is the best. Hmm. The Bishop House has potential to be good and bad. I mean, yeah. if the house yeah. wants to mess with you for nine months yeah. <laughs> and play Fleetwood Mac the whole time or death metal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that could be bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Septuor always seemed kind of cold and lonely to me. Do you know what I mean? See, Lindsay and I would probably like it. You'd be able to get away. No one could find us for an hour or so. See, I'm going to take that and go even one step further. And I think the best place I'd for me would be Fernando's Tower on the coast of Portugal. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of wine close by by and it's fairly temperate. You don't have to worry about the snow like except tours and and people people have to get all the way up the steps before they can bother you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is there even like one one better, like a, a tower, uh, a castle tower on Madeira? <laughs> they need to get a boat to get to the island? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that may actually be what he has. Right. Um, and then like Madison, the weather up there is very, the summers are very hot. 
yeah. and humid mm-hmm. and the winters are very cold and you might be three feet deep in snow. Yeah, so I'm thinking Bishop House would probably be the worst place to quarantine. Yeah. And then you've got, the, you've got mean, to worry about when you go into Price Cutter and your mask and everything else. I, I think you're just better yeah. off quarantining with vampires because they're less likely to get you in, uh, bring infection into the house. Yeah. Right. And they have people to bring you groceries. Yes. You don't have to worry yes, about Instacart. Right. right. You can send Elena out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just as long as with with the, the vampires that yeah. the vampires that have people, yeah, that's good. We want to be served and handled. Freya's place in Paris might not be a bad place to quarantine. It's spacious yeah. and it has its own gardens. Yeah, might be cool. Yeah. I don't know any place with the vampires. You guys have convinced yeah. me. I'm yeah. good. Alicia, hi Alicia. Hey, uh, she just wants to say, I just love you guys, longtime fan and listener. I just want to tell you that you are awesome for creating this community around something so magical. You ladies are magic yourself. Happy Hanukkah, Alicia. Thank you, oh, thank Alicia. You. Happy Hanukkah to you. Yeah. Next one, Sheila. Our Sheila. Our Sheila. Oh, no. <laughs> what is she going to ask us? <laughs> Hi, Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Hello, Sheila. <laughs> she says, if you pull the name of your favorite character out of the hat for the office-wide secret snowflake, and in parentheses, she says, secret Santa, secret angel, secret gnome, <laughs> what would you get them? Follow the office rules of staying within a $20 budget. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. What do you buy? Hamish Dale. I would buy him. I don't know. He's got everything though, right? Um, uh, a tie clip, maybe a joke one because they'd come cheap. <laughs> a joke one. <laughs> how about how about like a, a a bow tie that has squirts water or something <laughs> like a clown something, bow tie? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can get it under $20. Okay, you guys, uh, Baldwin, what would you buy him for under $20? I could buy him uh, a magic eight ball and give an instruction that he's got to use it on his next important decision. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. That's oh, good. I like God. it. Which oh, one you, would you get him? The tie dye or classic? Classic. Yeah, classic. A classic. Okay. Oh, now I've got to come up with a different gift for him. Mm. And this is probably something something along the same lines. A decision maker's dartboard. Oh, yeah. like a jump to conclusions, Matt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. I like it. Okay. Thank you, Sheila, for that. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a really good. good one. Okay. So the next one, Cynthia. After seeing the second trailer for season two, what surprised you and made you more excited? I know you guys answer. Kit. Go ahead. Angela. I, I actually, you saw Gene. I'm like, is that the old fox? I don't know why yes. I was so excited over Lord Burley. <laughs> I was excited about, I was actually excited about uh, Andrew Hubbard standing in the middle of the street. Yes. Yeah. Holy crap. Man. That's, that's, that's he big. was so not Count Chocula there. No, no. And he was so not happy. No. Yeah, I know. No. I was kind of like, yes. Oh, and, and when Kit smacked Matthew. <gasps> yes. Oh, salty. Very, he, he very. He gets beat up a little bit. They show him, They show yeah. Diana pushing him and Kit smacking him. Oh, and, and, and Philippe beating him up in the hay barn. Man, that yes. was 100. Yeah. That was one minute and 41 seconds worth of, oh my God, I need to take a moment yeah so the door on fire thing i definitely think that has to do with cora i think that whole scene where <gasps> oh well, maybe it, maybe it was the slam against the wall cora part yeah yeah the the one where cora was like no you sit down and listen to what my mom has to say yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay 
Um, Thank you, Cynthia. That was yes. good. Yeah. Yes. So much going on. And that second trailer was so satisfying. Yeah. It was good. I, I liked much it. Much more than the Isn't first. It, wasn't that part of the original mystery video? No. We no, no, about? no, no. The original mystery video was that behind the scenes one that got released last right. week. Okay. And I think that was all kind of a continuation shot of when they were supposed to be in Prague. That mm-hmm. behind the scenes one. This one, on the other hand, was like a little bit everything. Okay. So Beth wants to know. She says, hi, all. You may have discussed this on the podcast or after show, but my memory is terrible. So I'd like to hear about the history of the podcast. Hey, we already gave that. So cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> like how you met. <laughs> you and Barbara. <laughs> when you decided to do a podcast, how the name got chosen. That's new. How did we choose the name Demons, Gene? Oh, I liked alliteration and I liked the idea of being double D. <laughs> double D. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a 12-year-old you're, boy. You're hearing that and thinking that, right? <laughs> but, we, but the thing is, we were Demons before uh, Demon's Domain. We always decided we were demons because we were always kind of the outcasts and people always gave us a hard time so we figured we'd own it and then we ended up yeah. being Demon's Domain and Demon's Discusses because I'm a 12 year old boy and I thought Dee Dee is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, you thought about the bra size. And we were trying to be very kind of anonymous mm-hmm. too because within the group people were like, who's Demon's Domain? And we're like, we didn't want to identify ourselves for mm-hmm. some reason. We just wanted to be just this entity that kind of floated around for a while. But when we did Demon's Domain, we kind of had to come out of the demon closet and say, yeah, that's us. Mm -hmm. We're doing this. So, you know, so... Yeah, Demon's Domain, and we needed a home for our demons, so yeah, demon. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, brainstorming and demonic activity, too. Mm-hmm. Demon's there. Delight is our store mm-hmm. name, so we like these. Mm, let me see here. Has anything changed about the way you run the podcast since the first year or two? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, I hope you all have as lovely a Christmas as possible. Thanks for keeping us entertained. During this difficult time, January can't come fast enough for several reasons. Amen to that. Yeah. The thing that has changed mostly about the podcast is that how it's produced and our attitudes about it as far as... I think we came in very nervous. Yes. Yeah, I know I did. We came in very nervous, which is really odd because that's the time when you first start doing a podcast, you have maybe two listeners. So Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be nervous. And there are people that know you. So you shouldn't be nervous. But that's when you're the most nervous. And as your audience grow and you grow into it, you're just kind of like, eh. I'm going to turn on the microphone and we're just going to talk about this thing we love and fuck yeah. it. If you don't want to listen, you yeah. don't have to, but if you want to listen, go ahead. Yeah. So. Well, and dummy me, I didn't know the magic of editing. So I thought it like had to be perfect all the way straight through. You couldn't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. mess up. You couldn't cut anything out. You couldn't say things over. You couldn't yeah. take a potty break in the middle of it. You know. <laughs> well, it was kind of like that at first too, because remember we were using that one app that had to mix our voices all together. Oh yeah. Yes. But as we got more sophisticated, sophisticated and realize we can do separate tracks. So if somebody coughed in the background, we can get rid of that in the background and have the conversation mm-hmm. still go on here. Yeah, it's the way it's produced is very different than when we started. When we started, we just started talking to the mic and the sound sounded terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do we and a lot of research went into it well, as far as how we get it to sound like we're all in the, kind of in the same room. And then what we do is kind of changed too, because as time went on, we got more confident because if you will look at our early shows, we're covering several chapters of 
a discovery of witches at once because at at that point in time we didn't we didn't think we had enough to say a, to fill up a whole hour on one chapter. <laughs> How right. foolish no, you're right. we were about that! <laughs> now we can fill up. I mean, we can fill up an hour and forty five minutes on one chapter now, yeah. and with raw audio, that's like two hours and fifteen minutes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so. a lot of it happened, or, or not a lot of it, but some of it happened organically as save it for the show. Yeah. You know, that didn't exist in the beginning. But then we started talking in our chat box and like, hey, let's save this for the show. So that, yeah, that yeah. was born. People Last might thoughts. be interested. Yeah. yeah. And discuss their emails. That's always been there. Discuss their emails. And um, last thoughts. And just like. Any last thought and we have to blur it out. That's kind of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope you're enjoying it, though. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the evolution. Okay. Next one's from Colleen. Ooh, Colleen. <laughs> hey. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> she says, okay, you asked for it. In the beginning, I seem to recall that there was another demon even before the podcast. What's the story there? Oh, okay. She's talking about our Sheila yeah, again. Sheila. Sheila shouts out to Sheila. Uh, regards and best wishes for the holiday. Your faithful witch listener from New Jersey, Colleen. Uh, what happened was life happened for our dear Sheila. Mm-hmm. Health issues and all kinds of things that new new business yeah, and new business, all kinds of things. So she could not dedicate the time that it took for like bring up the website. Thing. And, and all yeah. of that. So, you know, life happens. Yeah, life happens. We still love her. She still talks to us, as you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one's from Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Uh, she says, ladies, you have so much fun recording your podcast. So envious. Wishing you happy holidays just to cover me from having to write out all of the upcoming holidays. Okay. So two questions, not really related. First off, did you ever discuss the portion of Book of Life being absorbed by Diana and how she now looks. We haven't gotten that far. No. no. Um, it's not really greatly discussed by Deb. The best are hints of the letters in her eyes and in her arms, but then Matthew's exploration of her body post-Benjamin. Um, it seemed really scary the way they described it mm-hmm. in the books. Yeah. Like when Galaglass said, she's changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Prepare yourself. She's changed. Yeah. So. And Marcus's reaction. But don't forget, we were also coming right off of the latest fever book at that point in time. Fever, right? Yeah. So I think we were predisposed to scary. I think uh, a lot of her disguising spell would probably block a lot of that out Mm -hmm. in public. Um, I think think they did a really good job in the show of giving us an idea of what it's going to look like. When she as far as the, the tattoos yes. showing up on her hands and stuff, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. You know, her having the tree grow in her head, and you it, the way it describes it, you could only see the tips of the branches at her hairline. Mm-hmm. You know, so the if you shaved her head, you'd see the whole tree, I guess. So it wasn't you know? like a full blown face tattoo. Thank God, no post. I don't think she looks like Post Malone. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> 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 Thank God for that. Okay, so second question: What's your feeling? about the dark trailer trailer two that wolf released today and this was yesterday (laughs) if you're like me loving it but feeling sad bad for the very tortured vampire and hoping uh trailer three will be full of light moments are we going to get a trailer three do you guys think anyway i think that's me asking not her well deb already warned us that season two slash shadow of night's going to be dark and man i am all ready to crawl up curl up in it hello i'm here for it yeah, I, mean, I am too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of viewers are going to be just like Diana when Hamish said in Discovery Witches, Matthew's not going to be the same. I don't think there's going to be light moments for him. And I think it's going to be even more dark 
than I, I, I never pictured Shadow of Night as dark. He, yeah, he was a jerk sometimes, and yeah, they had serious issues and all that kind of stuff and fights and the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be dark, I don't know. especially since now they've they've centered it as a power. Yes, yeah, but I do yeah. think that the the show is going to be dark. the The second installment is going to be dark, and it yeah. looked like it. But I love it. I I love all of it. The journey is all about it. it. The journey has been what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, centered as more of a, her gaining her power and a struggle over her power with outside forces as opposed to just a plain old hero's journey, which mm-hmm. is what we get in the books, is just Diana growing and changing mm-hmm. and learning about herself. This additional external power, like they're really hammering on the power struggle, which I don't think we got in the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. I, I just see a lot of, I don't know, a lot of struggle for Matthew in the TV show and I a lot of talking off the ledge too. Man, I am so looking yeah. forward to all that angst. Yeah. I'm such an angst whore. <laughs> I'll admit it. I love angst. Uh, I like a touch of angst, but after a while, it's like, shut up. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But this is how you can appreciate Matthew. (laughs) This is thus the earlier part of the episode where I said, sometimes I'm not empathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, thank you, Catherine. That was good. Oh, well, in, in Dark or Not... Look at mm-hmm. all the men in doublets and such. I have to say, okay, so the official pictures that you've seen mm-hmm. of his leather doublet that was modeled after the one in, at the V&A, mm-hmm. um, I love the one with the cape, that doublet. I, that's <gasps> what I pictured oh, in yes. my head. Very Tudor TV show. Very yes. Elizabethan. He's got the hat in his hand. He's got the belt. And, and he's the all dressed up. Hanging from well, it. he's all dressed yes. up for, for court. Yes. Which was yes, just like I, that's what I love. Oh, I know. And but Fancy. even that, mm. yeah, in the boots. When those boots went up for auction, I was like, hmm. You guys always bend towards the fancy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, and the, like the rough and tumble. The uh, cloak that Deb posted that Teresa had on with those slash sleeves and the floral. Oh, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love that. The floral lining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have two more. Okay. Bear with us. We know this is a long episode, but this is the last you guys are going to hear from us until January. So enjoy. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is from Camille. Camille. Hi. Yeah. I love that our listeners give assign themselves creatures. I love yes. that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I love Keep it doing it. Um, she says, hello, lovely demons. Okay. A quick question. It would seem that vampires are having a resurgence in the literary world. Are any of you interested in a vampire book that has come out in 2020 or that has been announced for the future? Mm. Mm. I haven't been paying attention, Camille. I'm so sorry. Hey, I have been. Let me, let me consult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, me personally, I can only speak for myself. I have been absorbed in this whole bullshit that is. Yeah. <laughs> You've never that tried is the to world escape. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was that fun one that you read, Jean? Maybe Val, you read it too. The Gail Carriger one. It wasn't vampires, but it was werewolves. And it was just her latest one that was sounded really oh, clever. Were- Oh. There was a vampire in it. The How to Marry a Werewolf was one of them. Uh, Parasol Protector. Yeah. It's kind it's of very got, steampunky. Yeah, and it's yeah. got lots of vampires in it. Now, I I did read a couple of vampires this year, um, but they were older books that I picked up recently. Uh, Teresa Medeiros and it's like Lords of Midnight were really good. Mm. And it was very gothic and fun. Um, oh. And, oh, even better, a new one that came out. It was an anthology of vampire stories from uh, young adult authors and including Julie Murphy and Tessa Gratton and 
uh, uh, v. v. Schwab, and it was called Vampires Never Get Old, and it was great. It was mm, so really? much fun. That sounds intriguing. They were all short stories, and they were so much fun. I'm wondering, though, do they have to follow the same rules as far as... Well, it's kind of cool. The way the editors put together the book, who are also YA authors, everybody mm-hmm. did a different kind, did their own take, and then the interstitials between the stories talked about, like, a vampire trope, you know, being buried, you know, having to be buried in your own earth or, or whatever. Right. And Okay, so they all followed their own tropes? Some of them did. I mean, gosh, there was one that was... um written by an Indian American author and it was all about how to be a Desi vampire. <laughs> and all, all of the uh, tropes about Indian culture, you'd see with Indian culture <laughs> stuff with the aunties and the uncle. <laughs> Everybody's an auntie or an uncle and you even had like vampire aunties and uncles always wanting to matchmake and stuff. It was hilarious. And how about the basic vampire rules? Were they allowed to go out in the sun? Some uh, did, some didn't. Um, right. Thank Yay or nay? Yay. Uh, a lot. Because there a lot of there was a lot of several of the stories were like very influenced by being raised on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So you had slayers right. and vampires, and it was just fun. A lot of it was kind of lighthearted takes, and a lot of it, and it was really nice because there was a lot of representation for queer and minorities, and it was just so refreshing. Nationalities it, apparently. nationalities and cultures and it was very very fun and I have to say the most fun is Julie Murphy wrote this story about her slayer was and this goes back to Texas Crystal (laughs) yeah it was set in Sweetwater and there was a vampire rehab facility there which explains a lot about Sweetwater (laughs) (laughs) what are they rehabbing from though Uh, blood addictions and it's kind of like blood ragey kind of stuff so it's like basically Seriously, it was like vampire detox. <laughs> it was, Blood addiction. Yeah, That's it was uh, kind of an oxymoron, though, you know? It also right. kind of reminded me of... Uh, it, did any of y'all watch um, Midnight Texas? No. The show that was on for the one year, which was based on the other books by the gal who wrote True Blood. Oh, no. Oh, mm-hmm. God, it was great. But, you know, it was like this town in Texas where all kinds of weird shit happened and vampires and werewolves and all kinds of stuff showed up. It was that kind of thing. So it was... It was fun. I enjoyed it. And my project, my project for the year is to try and convince Sierra Simone to write vampires again. That's my project. And I'm sticking to it, even though she's got her writing schedules <laughs> set up. Look out for that, Camille. We keep mm. talking about it. She and I keep talking about it. I'll get her convinced to it. All right. So Camille also wants to ask how each of us takes our coffee. She's like, I must have either mocha or caramel flavored coffee because that's just who I am right now. So who are you guys right now? <laughs> I mean, what kind of coffee do you guys take? For me, it uh, depends where I'm at. If I'm at work, I just like basic black coffee with two sugars, period. If I was just a coffee person, it'd be coffee, cream, and sugar. Mm. No cream. Well, like a, a sweetened creamer, so I don't need sugar. But I always make every day, because I've worked at home forever, so I make a double shot latte, uh, oat milk latte lately. Oat milk is who I am lately. So, uh, right. Hmm. Uh, black French press with stevia. With stevia. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, um, lately it's been community coffee, the year of Evangeline blend, just because it sounds literary and it's a nice dark roast. Mm. So like when I'm at Starbucks, my drink would be a latte. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, you know yeah. what? That was, I was going to say it was all telling when we went to that. I don't know. What was the name of the restaurant in Cardiff? Madame Fromage? Is that the yes. name of it? Yes. I don't know. Yes. But we all mm-hmm. ordered our morning caffeinated beverage and you ordered espresso veil. I ordered a latte and Jean, I think you ordered 
ordered like an Americano or something, but it was yeah. reflective of our personalities, yes. our individuality, yes. I should say. And that was a delicious breakfast. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that you bring it Angela, up. Angela, though, yours was good. Yours was really good. I had that like popcorn, popcorn syrup. syrup. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was so good. <laughs> I didn't think that would be good because only because of uh, those stupid jelly beans, Jelly Belly. Oh, yes. yeah. The popcorn yes. flavored yeah. ones are yeah. terrible. I was like, ooh, I don't know. The buttercup, whole concept of the buttercup always kind of made me cringe. Yeah. And I was worried that the mm-hmm. popcorn syrup was going to be like buttercuppy. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, she says, I hope you're all doing well. Your witchy listener, Camille. Well, and I hope Camille, Thank you, Camille. Thank you, Camille. Camille, if you've got vampire wrecks, send them my way because I'm looking for some. <laughs> Share with the class, Camille. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the spot, Camille. <laughs> okay. So last, but certainly not least, is from Lisa. Ooh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Um, she says, have you been watching The Mandalorian? <gasps> if not, I highly Jean? recommend it. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> love you. it. I love it. Yes, we've been watching it. Okay. With uh, We picked it up just before the new season started. Didn't realize Alan would want to watch it. And we binged the first season just as the second season was coming on. And that's our Friday night date. Oh, love it. I love it because it, it reminds me of all the old Western series like Hey, have gun will travel and the storytelling's great and well the mandalorians <laughs> something about a man in a uniform uh she goes on to say it's helping me get through 2020 along with the lady demons and all things all souls uh, love to all of you yes thank, thank you. you you guys help us get through mm-hmm. totally this question and answer session helped us get through this episode so it's gonna oh, be yeah. extra long <laughs> thank yes. you guys for participating I have one last thing we need to do. Okay. We're going to draw a random winner out of these people that participated okay. and send out a prize of my choosing. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> That's the yeah. surprise prize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Angela, can you pull up random.org yes, and get me I one can. through 22? Okay. Shoot. All Drum right. Roll. Drum roll. The number is. 17. 17. Who's lucky number 17? Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. I went ahead and pre-numbered this. Mm-hmm. Cynthia. Cynthia. Cynthia think you're going to get some Fitzio because fuck the shit I'm out with 2020. I think you're going to get our new sticker, our new magnet. And where else I find? Maybe a key ring. Yeah. Maybe some jewelry. We'll see. Know. You'll see. You'll Speaking see. Speaking of sedition, she was there. She was there. Yeah. I remember her. Yes. Okay, guys. So if you don't have anything else, let's do this break and then we'll have last thoughts and things we can't let go of. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact and all that information will be there you can also become a discusser there fill out the form and bam you're a discusser and the link to join our facebook group is there too visit our main site demonsdomain.com 
And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive! I will say that the new trailer gave me life because I was starting to feel a little bit resigned about season two, given our lack of anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah anything. I'm trying to find a nice way to put it. It's kind of like... I never thought I was going to be like so indifferent. And then Friday morning, yeah. I said that Friday morning and then 15 minutes later, that trailer dropped. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's right. I totally have life. It gave me life. So that's my last thought for today. COVID might be giving them a huge challenge, too. So, you know, I'm trying to give them a wide berth here yeah. because we still have episodes to play in and we don't know how that's going to turn out or when that's going to turn out. We're still up in the air yeah. here. So audience, you, it might wind up being that we don't have have it the day after the episode airs we might have it where it's a week after the episode airs and yeah <laughs> i mean it might take a little bit longer to do the tv show this time yeah but we're playing it by ear and we hope you guys have patience with us because hey 2020 sucked and i think it's gonna suck for the first half of next year too all i know is i um, want to get out of the damn house some one of these days <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on that a plane, not have to worry, and go see you guys. Yes. 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 We have a Halloween thing to plan for. Damn oh, it. God, yes. I've we already do. been trying to scheme that. Mm. Angela, what is your last thought? I, I don't. I just thought of it now because Jean had said about uh, traveling and I went to the post office yesterday. I'm like, I need the, the kids and Brad need to get their passports. So maybe I'm having a premonition that we'll be able to travel next year at some point. Because if you recall my premonition a year ago, it was that we all needed protection. Remember, I kept saying protection keeps coming up. Protection, protection. You're like, from what? I'm like, I don't know. Negativity. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. And ever since then, it's been a shit show. So yeah, we've yeah. been locked in protecting yeah. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. maybe this that this thought yesterday that they need to get passports is a sign of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to hang on to that. I'm hoping. Please. Are they even issuing passports right now? Yeah, the yeah they I are. It because the... The lady said behind the counter is like, okay, you have your appointment for your passport next week. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, they're still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would imagine people are still traveling. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, when they have to. I did get, have to get yeah. on a plane in July. That was scary. Yeah. I saw pictures of that. You and your mask. Yep. At least you got a window seat, though. This is true. <laughs> and at least they didn't, they were smart enough not to cram a bunch of people on the plane either. So. Mm, okay. So my last thought, I have a follow-up question for Eugene. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. You still have that blonde wig. <laughs> Still put it on for Al occasionally. <laughs> I haven't put it on in years, but I know it's around here somewhere. I never threw it out. I do have the dress. I definitely have the dress. Such a cute, it's a, such a cute vintage dress because it's um, it's it sounds bizarre. It's hot, it's hot pink lace over a hot pink shift, mm. and it's all knife pleated. Wow! And it's got bell That's and it's got bell sleeves. It's very it's very go go dancer. And you would never find it. I, I would it. you would never find another dress like that. Probably for two hundred dollars in a vintage shop now. And I think I paid five bucks. Wow! So he thought you were blonde for real. Yeah, the, the, it, I'd keep. It must have been dark, and he didn't see my eyebrows at all. 
all I can think. I'm just saying. I mean, mostly, most of the time, <laughs> you see somebody with brown eyes. It's very rare that they have blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, it's a rarity. Yeah, yeah I think that's also the last time I smoked pot too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which may have something to do with it. Well, get on the plane, come to Seattle. You can smoke pot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's legal in Illinois, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've never, yeah. it was never really my thing. It was just that for some reason at that party, I was in a mood. Uh, I hear the edibles are all the thing. I, yeah. I work for the yeah. federal government, so I can't indulge, but you know. Hey, I do have friends who swear by gummies, so. Yeah. Oh, I, I think yeah, I told yeah. you this at already, but when we were at our days at Great America, we, of course, something was going wrong wrong at the water park and we had to complain to the manager and then there were people behind me complaining to the manager and the person in front of me was complaining to the manager. It was like just a huge clusterfuck there and so we were just getting so outraged waiting for the manager because that person you know the kid who was trying to man the cash register had to call the manager who was you know by the eagle and you know so we're starting to grumble yes. to each other and this lady pulls a gummy out of her purse she's like do you want this and I'm like no but like that's how easy it is to share it. Yeah yeah I mean that was very nice say, of her though. it was gracious. Yeah She's sharing her stash with you. How rude, Angela. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have the whole gaggle of kids there. You oh, know? <laughs> You're going, God, I really want to take that, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Or, or your kid's like, I want a gummy bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. yeah, Where's mom? Oh, she's sleeping underneath the palm tree over there. <laughs> <laughs> she's napping. She, she had like a hysterical laughing fit and then she fell asleep. <laughs> Okay, so that was part of my last thought. Uh, Next part is the last episode of the year, guys. So the next time you'll hear from us is going to be sometime after January 9th. How soon after January 9th would depend on how fast we can get something produced after we watch the episode. Yes. So we did say we are going to release as we get them. And as far as we know right now, we're going to get one episode a week. So we may be lagging a little bit. I mean, this is just a forewarning. Uh, We're going to be lagging a little bit. Even if we, I don't know, even if something happens where we're able to watch the episodes ahead of time. But like I said, the studio, uh, the production, I think they're a little disheveled right now. Yeah, I think everybody's a little thrown it out. Yeah. And um, the publicity office, they're not in their office. So, you know, everybody's doing the best they can, including us. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's doing the best they can remotely. There's nothing like trying to do your job in the wrong place and the without all the tools that you need or access to the people that you need. Yeah, and for a, so. for a PR firm, that's really bad for these guys because they can't, they're, they're not allowed on set. Yeah. I mean, it's, the PR people can't even get on set. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. So we're going to muddle through this the best way we can. Mm-hmm. You'll hear from us sometime in January. It depends on what we're doing as far as getting recording done, because like I said, we've all been busy in our own particular ways. So getting the three of us together usually requires a Saturday. Saturday now. Yes. It used to be Fridays. Now it's Saturday. So hmm, we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Um, 2021 will be an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will definitely make an announcement when we come up with a defined schedule. I was hoping mm-hmm. to have a defined schedule for you guys today as we record, but we'll keep you updated. And yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Anything else, you guys? I don't think so. Nope. 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 Anyway, 
Have a joyous holiday season, as much joy as you can muster. Mm -hmm. 2020 is almost over. Brighter days are ahead. (laughs) Yes, yes. And don't forget to enter our holiday giveaway because by the time this comes out, I plan to have this come out before the end of the holiday giveaway. So I can remind you guys to enter our holiday giveaway. It is good. Yes. It is good. There's lots of stuff. very generous this year. Yeah, lots of stuff. So I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes. And we appreciate you. Yes. Thanks for keeping us going this year. Demon kiss. Bye, everybody. Talk to you in 2021. Bye.